Up Nation. Providing you with the practical tools and expert knowledge to optimize your strength, health, and mindset inside and out. With your host, Steve Katarzy. Guys, welcome back. And today I have my wife, Michelle, joining us once again as we explore the explosion of strength training over the last few years. You know, science is backing up the value and necessity of strength training from a fitness, longevity, health, fat burning, and body composition perspective. And we've got channels such as CrossFit, functional training, and Instagram to thanks for the popularity of the barbell. However, whilst the fitness and training niche is bigger than ever before, it's still comparatively low. And for many women, the idea of strength training is met with enormous resistance. And even though the benefits are getting better understood day by day, there's still this inertia and unwillingness to move women from, you know, female-esque class-based aerobic workouts to heavy compound lifting. So in today's episode, we ask why, and we reflect on what needs to be done to educate, enable, and motivate women to give strength training a go. And how we'll do that is by Michelle answering some questions from a female's perspective. The kind of questions that she's going to reflect on are, you know, what would motivated her to be comfortable to get into strength training if she didn't know me? Um, how would she or a stranger sell the concept of strength training to her friends who only do classes? Um, what was her assumption of PTs before she knew any? Who would be the PT from hell? And what are the qualities, attributes, and skills that would make up the ideal personal trainer for her and many women? But first, we kick off our chat by talking about our fashion mistakes and addictions as it comes to the gym from my compression tights and my new weightlifting shoes um, that are functional but not very fashionable through to Michelle's tight or perhaps out of control trainer game. Guys, we hope you enjoy this episode. So what do you think of these uh, lovely new weightlifting shoes, babe? They're interesting. They are not a fashion statement, I don't think. They're not a fashion statement, that's true. No. Which I... is hard, it's hard for, for me, right? Because you've always known that I, I, try and, I try and wear things that... Look good. Look good. <laughs> they don't always, right? Because I can be a bit edgy with some of my choices. Yeah. But these clearly don't look good. No, they don't. Sorry. <laughs> I really, really, really don't like them. They look like a kind of cross between a really old man's shoe, a bowling shoe, a kind of special shoe that helps you walk. It's, yeah, I'm not feeling them. Sorry. Sorry. Um, there's, there's no offence, babe. Good. Ish. And the strap as well. It's like you can't tie laces, so you need Velcro. Oh, no, they don't look great. No. Admittedly, I actually don't think they look as bad on, though. Like when I put them on and you're working out, they look, you don't notice the flat footedness as much. <laughs> they look like normal shoes. Okay. Um, 
but they feel good. Well, that's the main. They feel thing, good. Right? You know, the 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 strap is called a metatarsal strap. Okay. I have you know, it's not a I can't do my laces. It's up just strap. a little Velcro <laughs> helper. Okay. But you with that on there, and you you, you get them really tight on your your foot. They're just really solid, and they feel good. And I, so far, so good. I think my squat feeling pretty strong, and I think I'm probably going to be able to push further with that. As long as you are happy, that's yeah. fine. Okay. Yeah, just don't come and do the school run with me in those, please. Well, if I wear those and my uh, my leggings... Oh, yeah, yeah. That'll be a good look, right? Powerlifting shoes and tights. It just screams attractiveness, doesn't it? <laughs> I, I think... I think Nice shorts and a pair of those um, compression t- um, tights. I actually don't think that's a bad look. I know we had Instagram and Facebook divisive, right? But there was a slight lean towards people thinking they look all right. Really? There was. Um, you know, I don't the know. stats don't lie. We should just vote them for yourself. We no, just, like, you, you can't sure? do that. Can you not? No. Oh, right. Okay. Don't Fair th- enough. I, I don't know why you don't think they look all right. You know, nice pair of shorts. Like, obviously, I would never wear those tights without shorts. You wouldn't, because we'd hit me, like, divorce level. <laughs> but I think they look all right. You know, nice, you know, without the... No, if, especially those three-quarter ones. Stick those on, nice pair of shorts, good, good like, vest or T-shirt. And it looks quite athletic, no? Not? Not so much? Not for me, personally, no. There's nothing wrong with just a pair of shorts. You don't need the tights. They're not, <laughs> they're not keeping your legs warm. They're not doing anything. No, the compression so, types yeah, do something. Yeah, of course something. they are. Okay. They do. Okay. If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, I, I train in our gym, so I don't actually have to train for anyone else, but I do video everything that I do. So there is there is some awareness still that I have towards not looking like a complete Muppet and, yeah. and at least wearing stuff that isn't, you know, tatty and all like out of shape and stuff. So there or is, working out in your pajamas. There's definitely a bit a of care look. that I have. Yeah. Yeah. But you care more, right? Because think about how many trainers you have these days. I I've always And all your gym shark gear and all your I know. All your bras, sport bras that you're wearing. Yeah. You've got a lot of gym. Yeah, gear. no, the trainer addiction has been lifelong really. I've I've never been able to shake that. I thought I don't know, I'm almost like forty really. I really should stop wearing trainers, but I just can't. I love them. I love trainers. It's my guilty pleasure. I don't, but then a lot of women do heels, right? So mm. women all spend fortune on heels and have like 15 pairs. I'd do the same, but with trainers. Yeah, but what you don't do, which <clears throat> I'm grateful for, is you're not, you're not trying to act like a teenager. No, I just like, love you know, trainers. like, you know, with the, you know, the funky jogging bottoms and, you know, like looking like a hoodie, right? You're not, yes. you're wearing trainers, but you're, you're wearing them with, age-appropriate clothing for yeah. the most part right <laughs> but and the trainers and you know they're not like high tops and big you know big branded stuff and no. like in your face they're no. quite you love my trainers i think your trainers are good there you go so but you do wear a lot of trainers i know for, for, as you say for someone your age with the kind of circle of people that you hang around with it's it probably stands out a little bit that you're kind of yeah. trainer obsessed versus you know, boots and shoes and sandals and stuff like that. No, trainers are comfy. I love trainers. So versatile as well. And what about if I suddenly need to run somewhere? Then I'm going to be all right, aren't oh, I? shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I need to run after that person. Yeah, like there's, then, function. Yeah, like yeah, there's in, functional decision in any of your yeah, that's fashion That's why I'm choices. doing it. Yeah, exactly. I'll put on my trainers on the school run just in case I need but to But luckily, you're actually starting to wear the bloody things. Yeah. Like you buy these trainers, the you don't I wear know. them. 
because you don't want them to get dirty. I know. But now I'm wearing them to the gym, which is good. So at least they're getting used now. Are you, walking, are you walking the street in them now? Yeah. You are? Yeah. No, it's not wet. Yeah, no, I won't do it if it's wet. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There's nothing worse than dirty trainers. Oh, it's yeah, okay. funny. A lot of people do have love their trainer game. And I do think part of it is our generation as well, right? Because trainers were a big thing at, you know, when we as were a kids. Kid, yeah. And some people just haven't shaken them off. But I like good trainers, but I don't live for trainers. And I don't, I don't like have a shoe collection. And, you know, I work for a couple of pairs. And then every once in a while, I feel the need that they look tatty, that I need to go and get a new pair. I always have two yeah. or three in cycle at any point, but... I won't amass a collection. Some people, you know, they, they get pretty obsessed about their trainer game. Mm. Maybe you should pull, we might pull my trainers out later and you can you Count. can see the, uh, yeah. I know you don't have like millions because you don't have the space for that. Many. No, I don't have millions. I've got one that I probably should have though. And mm. I like you, I can't, oh, unless it's a really dire situation, I can't get rid of a nice pair of trainers. Like they might be getting tatty, but I can't get rid of them. Because they're still nice and they're still comfy and they're worn in. So I've got Converse that are like got holes in them, but I'm not throwing them away because they're so comfy. I, I remember, and I don't know whether this is changing, but I always, we got together when we were 16 and 17. And yeah. you were wearing, I remember you wearing Nike Air Maxes then and you loved them. <laughs> you loved your Nike Air Maxes. I do. But one thing I've always like, I always remember and always aware of and observe about you and your trainers is they're always a mess. I don't know. I think that might be changing now, but they were always a mess. You'd wear yeah. your trainers into the ground. Yeah, yeah, I would. But not because you're being overly active. Just I don't know. I don't think you can walk. Like no. the, the man. You your trainers would be tiny feet. Your trainers would be scuffed. Yeah, and like would. you get a nice pair of white trainers within two weeks, they look yeah. like horrible. I know. I do try and take more care now, but then. But do you, all, you know what I'm talking yeah, about? I do. Your trainers just would look I like know. rotten within I used a to few have weeks. A baby blue pair of Air Max, and they were like the joy of my life. Do you remember those ones? Oh, they were so good. If I could find them again, I definitely would. They were gorgeous, but then, yeah, they got scuffed. But then I used to kind of take the bus and the tube and walk a lot. I don't do that anymore. I'm like yeah, jumping you, you the don't car. have as much walking so, time. Yeah, yeah exactly. maybe that's why you're, so you're getting away with it. they were always trash. I used to walk everywhere. Yeah. That's my, yeah. I'm going to blame that anyway. I don't know. But and yeah, I, do like and I think what's happening in your favour is that the, the, the kind of um, pastel colour Take, taking old um, classics, br bringing the, you know old Nikes and then the old Reeboks and the old Adidas back in mm. into fashion and putting them into pastel modern colours mm. just seems to be your thing. I know, but at the, at the same time, I think for some reason your size is being catered for more now than ever before. Because be, yeah. I remember you searching for trainers. We go to New York and we go to places, and you go, okay, let me go and. Uh, foot Footlock or whatever it is, mm -hmm. you'd never find anything mm -hmm. your size because you're no. a two slash three UK, yeah. you know, small, mm. and you typically wouldn't be able to find anything. But no. now, all of a sudden, you can find your stuff. Well, right? I think what's happening is perhaps that the younger generation are getting into fashion earlier. So, what they're doing is they're catering for kids' sizes a bit sooner than they perhaps would because when we were growing up, my feet were a two or a three, like women's trainers would start at a four. Um, and a lot of places and the junior still, collection was always substandard, yeah, exactly. wasn't it? It was like always like fake air, air bubbles. And, and yeah, you get like, like this tiny little air bubble. So what I used to do was have to buy a four and like stuff the end full of tissue because I want these nice trainers, but Crazy. I have to, I want them, but I'm not willing yeah, to Yeah, I remember you doing that with yeah, your exactly. first pair. Yeah, like yeah. stuffing them full of yeah, tissue. Yeah. But now luckily the junior section 
is from like two and a half. And kids are getting bigger feet. I mean, there's kids in, in Holly School, like year six. So juniors go to two and a half. Juniors. No, um, go to one, surely, no? No, I think they go up to like two and a half. So you always get juniors. Yeah, but the juniors are just as good as the yeah, that now they're adult the same. trainers Yeah, they now are. they're the same. Quality, style, how they're put yeah. together. And actually, you can get some junior ones, which you can't get in the women's, which is oh. pretty nice. Because the pink Air Max that you're talking about, they don't do those in women's. <laughs> and I love that because they're one of my favourites. Yeah, I'm obsessed. All right, that's enough now. Let's move on. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough about your <laughs> yeah, street exactly. game. <laughs> so um, every once in a while, we get you on this podcast just to mix up the voice, get a female on the podcast, mm. which I think people appreciate. Um, and we try and pick topics that are um, things that you can relate to. I, don't, I yeah. don't ever want you coming on here talking about something you don't feel comfortable talking about or you don't have any experience of. No. So we were thinking about, uh, whilst we've hit this subject before around women and strength training mm -hmm. and your kind of journey, there's a slight nuance to it that I thought we should have a chat about today. Okay. And that being really helping ladies get into strength training. Now, if I think about, you know, we're in 2018 and I think about the popularity of training generally, I would say whilst, you know, the world is getting fatter and sicker, mm -hmm. you know, the, 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 the metadata yeah. mm -hmm. suggests that we're, mm -hmm. we're, we're trending in the wrong direction. There's this, uh, like, polar position of, like, people also getting fitter, right? Yeah. There seems to be an explosion of functional fitness and an explosion of, you know, whether it be CrossFit, and I think that really CrossFit has led the charge in making strength training accessible, yes. interesting, enjoyable, uh, and relatable to a lot of people. So I'm getting people that, you know, I even knew were, were fat or mm -hmm. clearly had no gym IQ, had mm -hmm. no interest, you know, messaging me and telling me how much of a fan they are of, you know, training and, mm. you know, they know the muscle groups and they know the kind mm. of strip, you know, they know what they're doing. It's good. And and I get this slight sense of like people's competency level around training their body has definitely increased. Yes. Not as global standard, but no. you're finding these niches are getting, going from tiny to bigger. Like the pockets of people yeah. training and training properly, they're, they're still pockets, but mm. they're they're growing in size and popularity. And that can only be a good thing, right? It's a great thing. Now, you know, as long as people know what they're doing yeah. and they're doing things for the right reasons, yes. it's great. Yeah. Keep them busy for the sake of keeping busy. I can't stand that. When no. People train for the sake of training because they, they don't know any better mm. and they could be getting to their goal quicker, faster, more effectively. Well, I've been guilty of that. I, I, think, I think there's still a gap there in understanding yeah. why people do specific things yeah. to get what you want. But at least they're moving. They're moving and they're enjoying it. Yes. So, but as I think about women in, in training, strength training specifically, I still think they're they're lagging. They're lagging behind mm -hmm. some the younger generation you're finding are getting into CrossFit and feeling yeah. comfortable. Yeah. But I'd say your age and definitely above, so like yeah. 30s and above, yeah. it's still an inaccessible space for lots of women. If you just think about your friends... And you were just to like think through everyone that you know, mm -hmm. like how many of them have found proper strength training, barbell training, lifting and moving heavy enough weight to actually challenge their body to respond. Mm. 
I could probably yeah count them on one hand to be honest. So you you know if you think you know you you know fifty hundred people more whatever. Mm. Couple. Yeah yeah probably maybe four or five. So but as a percentage, it's pretty low, right? Really low, it's definitely yeah. less than ten percent. Most definitely. So whilst I'm not trying to tar women with the same brush that all women don't work out, no, that's no, clearly no. not the case. No. And and I I think you know um, class based training, instructor led training, you know, aerobic based stuff. There's still a hell of a lot of that, and women default to that. Yeah. So th- and there's definitely a market for it, right? So you can't blame these gyms for doing it. So the question kind of really I want us to kind of ponder on today is there still is this avoidance of women getting into strength training I want to know why you know I think I know some of it oh I I can speculate on there's some fear the Mm self-consciousness there's misconceptions around what strength training is and lack of knowledge as well lack of knowledge not knowing where to get started and I think there's a lot of spinning of wheels Mm. you know you know people, I know people that train five, six times a week doing aerobic-based classes. Their bodies aren't changing. They feel the only way they can improve is by doing more of that. Yeah. Let me do another class. Let me do another class. Let me do eight hours. Let me do mm-hmm. 10 hours. Let me do 12 hours a week. Mm-hmm. But it's not necessarily stimulating enough response because they're adapted and they're not progressing, mm. like we're either in skill, function, or weight. Mm-hmm. So how do we break this down and think about the encouraging and enabling women of your age and older and anyone quite frankly yeah. but I'd say that's the yeah, area probably. of focus you... how do we encourage excite motivate and enable women to see the benefits and take the plunge that fearful plunge into learning this new skill with the benefit of longevity health strength fitness fat loss body composition getting the body you're after the benefits of strength training are unequivocal yeah through scientists mm-hmm. researchers trainers galore anecdote it continues to be the go-to for the majority of leaders in the fitness space mm. anyone you ask who is who has any credentials in improving people's fitness it's strength, lift. yeah yeah fitness mm-hmm. body composition are going to say do heavy resistance mm. training, man or woman. Mm-hmm. Any age it. as well, yeah. Exactly, because it, it helps with retaining muscle, it helps with protecting your joints and your density yeah. mm. and longevity, helps you recover mm-hmm. from injury faster, increases your metabolism. The, the list is endless of yeah. why strength training, proper strength training yeah. adds value. But there is inertia and there is this gap, this kind of like, this chasm that I think people struggle to jump over. Mm. So why don't we talk about that? I think for me, having not been in the space for very long, I can kind of reflect back and remember why. Um, And I just didn't think it was necessary. I didn't think that going into the gym and lifting heavy weights was necessary for me. I don't, you know, it goes back to that whole thing, doesn't it? I don't want to put on muscle. I don't want to get big. I don't want to kind of go into the boys section of the weights room I don't want to do those kind of things so there was that kind of resistance to resistance training because yeah and it's and it's fear as well it's it's being scared some of the videos on Instagram or Facebook or whatever if you see a guy kind of doing a clean and press or something like that or a deadlift or a squat it looks bloody painful because they're lifting 
huge weights. Mm. And yeah. so you kind of look at that and go, why the hell would I do that? Like, that's no. <laughs> I'm going to go and do a class where there's nobody looking at me, where I'm in my comfort zone and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that I would have got into strength training had it not have been for RPT. So, okay, you've kind of rewound the clock a bit. Let's let's go into that. So what would have made you more comfortable, right? So the, the circumstances laid, you know, the, things just came together in the right way. Yeah, the, they did, yeah. Had you find strength training, mm-hmm. right? And there's a number of reasons. We've got our own gym. I'm into it. I got a PT. I get, you know, I kind of pushed him onto you, but in a way which he didn't feel too uncomfortable. But, yeah. you know, got you introduced into yeah. Understanding your goals and through understanding your goals, the prescription was mm. strength training. You were willing to do it in the privacy of your own gym. Yeah. So your circumstances are, I wouldn't say unique, but they are. Everyone's going to be be a diff, be different and find themselves in a different place. Mm. If those circumstances hadn't played out the way they did, where it kind of just happened by chance, how would you have been comfortable? Like, what would have made you comfortable? to consider strength training back then i probably would have needed a recommendation of a good pt um or at least seen someone who's getting results because that kind of speaks for itself you go oh okay you did that that you look good that works so i think for me i would have wanted to hear it from somebody who has had the results mm-hmm. i'd want to know that if PT was the option because really if you're going to get into strength training you need at least a few PT sessions because if you're starting from scratch you don't know if I think back to two years ago I didn't know what deadlift was I knew what squat was but just because of the word there was a lot of terms that I didn't have a clue and you need somebody overlooking that function and things like that so yeah yeah, I, I would have said that you'd need I would have needed a recommendation of a good PT I would have needed to have seen somebody achieving the goals I would have needed to have seen the benefits and perhaps done a little research myself as to the benefits because like you've said the benefits are humongous and you don't if you don't know you don't know right mm. if you don't go looking for the information then the information is not just going to come to you so if you do even literally like a quick google benefits of strength training that's huge and would that have been enough to push me into it i don't know but perhaps those three things together i would have gone okay i'll give it a try Luckily, the stars did align for me and it it just so happened to work out. But I wouldn't have, I don't think I would have gone out of my way to find strength training on my own, personally. Because it's not something, if you go to a commercial gym, it's not something they particularly push at you. They'll suggest to have a PT session. But Yeah, you wouldn't have gone, let me sign up to a gym and I don't... I don't know what to do. No. I don't know rep ranges or mm-hmm. what to stack together. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how to do them, mm. but I'm just going to go in the gym and work it out myself. Mm. That's that's a recipe for either disaster, injury, not doing it right, not getting enough results, mm. or you're just being too random. Yeah. The reality is professional trainers, personal trainers, there's many of them. And the, of and the reason there's thousands of per, uh, personal trainers is that people's IQ as it relates to gym mm. and functional fitness is low. And that's not judgmental. It's just the reality. If you hadn't been taught it and you hadn't haven't experienced it, mm. then you're not going to know a lot. And going from being complete, 
novice and naive to trying to do what look like quite complicated movements that require years to master. And a bit scary movements as well. And they're scary. And you've got heavy weight. Mm. I think it's, um, I think we do need that broker, that um, support from competent personal trainers. I think everyone who jumps into strength training needs some guidance. Like, this is what a workout should look like. Mm -hmm. This is the rep ranges that you should do depending Mm -hmm. on your goal. This is how you do the five big compound movements. And it's not just a one-off, watch this video. It's, let me show you how it's done. Mm -hmm. You do it. Let me continue to give you feedback. Let me give you cues. Mm. And then let me enable you to be self-aware on how your body's moving Mm. so that you can do this and do it for yourself. Enable you to do it yourself. Yeah. So I'm not suggesting you need a personal trainer forever. But you probably need a personal trainer for a, a, a good a while, good yeah. A few months, and probably. especially as a little catch up every now and then. I mean, with our personal trainer, I don't kind of catch up with them every week because I don't feel the need to, and I'm not strength training to the, you know, you're not competing. I'm not competing or anything. Yeah. I don't need him to come and say, right, you need to put on another 10k. I don't need him to do that for me. But I need to catch up with him every now and then because he's going, oh, you weren't squatting like that before. Like, what have you done? You've let yourself slip or you've done it. Not like in terms of physically, but mm. why are you doing that now? Or should we try this one? Or I don't like this exercise. Can you change this? And it's having that back and forth, which is really mm-hmm. important. And you have that accountability as well, right? You're like, shit, personal trainers come in. Yeah. <laughs> it's nice and questions. But, but gen- generally, you know, getting into getting into the idea of, Using the barbell, doing squats, mm, deadlifts. Scary. You know, just doing the functional movements in the gym that are full body and proven to be the most beneficial for fat loss and, you know, toning mm. and generally getting your body in the right shape are going to be the bigger, heavier lifts yeah. that look quite masculine generally. Um, you can see people's eyes popping when they're doing them. If they're lift, lifting super mm. heavy, you don't have to go there. You don't have to think that's going to be who no. I am. Practicing the movement at a weight which is taxing your body yes. is going to be productive. Yeah. But without knowing how to do it, like I remember, I've always known what a deadlift is, you know, for, yeah, for a I long time, you know, 10, yeah. 15 years. Mm. And I wouldn't really ever do them. But mm. when I did do them, I wasn't doing them right. Probably rounded back and all sorts. I was doing all mm. sorts of weird shit. Mm. But I did. I was like, this is a deadlift. I'm doing it. Yeah. It doesn't seem to be doing much. Right. It feels a bit pointless. Like, what's, what's the point? Yeah. Now it's like my favorite bloody exercise. Yeah, and I, I feel that I get so much yes. from it because I've been taught how to do it. Yeah. Why it's beneficial. Mm. How to change it to make it harder or easier mm. or focus on certain muscle groups. Different stances as well. Just kind of change the muscles that are activated and things like that which is and instead of doing the deadlift as like one of 10 exercises i do in that workout it's probably one of three Mm. and it's the main exercise in that one workout that i'm doing and i'm getting 90 percent of the value from but that requires the coaching education absolutely enablement 100 so i get it i think we're on the same page that i think some investment in building your iq knowledge yeah so you can feel confident enough to Mm. do things right is needed and a lot but, of trainers as well will like we've said before a lot of trainers will have trainers because you can't see yourself doing your own things and some of these guys that are you know personal trainers but they're lifting a, a shit ton of weight they've got guys watching them and helping them oh, and moving sure. them and coaching them so you kind of go well 
it's not they that, need it exactly if they need it then i definitely need yeah. it so. so what would have or no how would you sell the concept to novice women so and maybe the best way to answer this is think about your friends think about the people that you know mm -hmm. that haven't found strength training but care about their body mm -hmm. that either have a weight loss goal or want to get their body in shape and already doing stuff so they've already found fitness it's maybe become a habit or a hobby they enjoy it um but they haven't found strength training and you know they're reluctant to do it mm. they probably know they've probably heard enough anecdote now to suggest their value mm -hmm. but they're resistant how would you take some someone like that and sell the concept not of just personal training because this no. isn't about personal no, training no, this is no. about perhaps leveraging a personal trainer to get to, to help, your end yes, goal which yeah. is using resistance training as part of your your gym your sorry your workout regime yeah. how would you sell that and make it here's here's the the thing that makes it more difficult how would you sell it as a stranger because mm. that's really the reality that most people find themselves in they don't have the benefit of great recommendations mm. and referrals mm. you know they're either gonna have to reach out to a stranger google and try and find a stranger or a stranger enters their life and tells them that they should do it and mm. they feel compelled but what is that sales pitch how would you encourage do you know what i'm not actually I wasn't kind of sold to, so that would be hard for me. I'm not a natural kind of salesperson, and I'm also not a naturally kind of pushy person at all. I'm a bit kind of like roll over and, you know, just go with the flow. Um, I think gyms need to take a bit of a responsibility to actually sign up to how important strength training is because I understand they make money out of these classes and things like that, but they need to kind of take some responsibility and sign up to you know, putting on classes that might perhaps like a bit like a CrossFit, but not as intense because that's a bit scary. Um, so you do something called Body Pump. That I, I do. That I think is an, a nationwide kind of branded oh, yeah, yeah. Um, workout class. Yeah. And they do use... Barbells. Barbells, but they're not mini, real barbells. Mini barbells, but, yeah. yeah. They're, they're lighter weight stuff, but they yeah. are you are moving around with with a similar piece of equipment. Yes. But you're, you're doing lots of reps and it's yeah. more endurance-based movement than it is proper weight training mm -hmm. in its truest sense. It is. It's not, you're not focused on form. You're not being one-to-one -one coached on how to do it right. On form. No, no. You're just working to the, you know, the, the beat. And yeah. you're doing, you know, you're pushing yourself. Yeah, absolutely. You're using your muscles, but mm -hmm. this isn't in its true sense strength training. No. It says endurance training with some weight. Yeah. But is that... Is that a helpful transition, do you think, to encourage women to say, okay, now you've done that, yeah. how about you do, think, you, you move up a level? Yeah, I think perhaps it would be because I don't think personally I would be able to go from zero exercise to strength training. Mm. That's a huge leap. That's huge. And something like body pump, it, there's a reason for it because it does give you that functional movement. You know, you're doing deadlifts, you're doing squats, you're doing clean and presses. They're good functional movements and it is a it's a nice step into bringing that over into the gym and doing it yourself. But do many women do that? I don't know. I I wouldn't have thought so because it's all well and good being told it by an instructor and to the beat and things like that. But if you're doing it solo and you go into the gym and there's a barbell and there's weights, what are you going to do? Like, 
without guidance, what are you going to do? So let think about the question, which is how would you sell the concept to them? So if you really cared about someone right now and you could see they were spinning their wheels mm. or their goals aren't being met mm -hmm. or their body's not changing yet, you know, they want their body to change. Mm. Um, and they probably pulled out of, you know, their, their current training regime as much as they can. Mm. Their body's adapted and, you know, the more work they do, really just it's the more fatigue they bring yeah, versus the more, the more they burn, right? difference they make mm. to their overall body shape. Like, what would you do? How would you have that heart-to-heart, -heart, maybe as a friend, start off as a friend, how would you encourage a friend to consider? Probably by explaining the benefits and coming across with, not a knowledge because I'm not an expert, but this is good for you. This is really bloody good for you. And this will get you the results faster than what you're perhaps currently doing. And there's really nothing to be scared of. I can understand the fear. I certainly can. But there's really nothing to be scared of. And there's nothing to worry about in terms of getting big and bulky and things like that. It's not going to happen because as we all know, well, I say we all know, you and I certainly know, to put on mass, you're going to need to eat more calories. So a lot of women are not going to do that. So there's nothing to really be afraid of. And I suppose I would try and be reassuring of the fact that, like, don't be scared of <laughs> of stepping into the weights room because it's not really that scary. And once you know a few of the big lifts or big moves, you're good to go pretty much. There's obviously always variations you can do and things like that. But it's finding that foundation, getting comfortable with that foundation to then run with it. But so, you're, you're trying to sell past the fear mm. and you're trying to encourage with some of the benefits. What about the benefit of um, enjoyment? So you you go you go to um, class-based training. I do. And you enjoy it. I love it. You, 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 you like the social aspect. Yep. You like the environment. Mm -hmm. You know, you... you you you're you have accountability mm -hmm. from someone else. Mm -hmm. um, you're not being exposed because you're in a group. Yep. Um, you're getting a good old sweat on. Your heart's pumping. You enjoy it. There's I do. there's there's enough that you know you you probably get a bit of runners kind of high that euphoric yeah, endorphin definitely. rush. Definitely. Um, so there's a number of reasons why you stand it together and say you know I've enjoyed that. Mm. You know it's within my comfort zone. I, I get challenged, but I know how to do it. Yeah. How do you transfer perhaps some of that enjoyment to strength training? Because I know that you uh, uh, tell me if I'm wrong. You you get enjoyment out of improving your squat, right? Yes. And like starting from a novice, going this is weird, <laughs> to now starting to feel the groove yeah. of moving, yeah, and and realizing just how tiring doing oh, God, five or six reps is. Yeah, and you go, yeah. Wow. I didn't think, you know, you can build, you'd break a sweat. Yeah. Now look at me. Yeah. Like, I know that you've kind of got, gone over that hump of like, am I going to enjoy it too? Actually, I quite enjoy the mm -hmm. progress. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's a selling point? Like both, you can actually make measurable progress and you can enjoy getting functionally better. Yeah, I think so, but it depends on the person, doesn't it? Because I'm not a person that will care about weight, for example. I don't care what's on my bar I just want to be able to do it well and I want to be able to do it nicely and for me it's the feeling like you know yourself if you do a rubbish deadlift or you do a good deadlift 
doesn't matter what the weight on the bar is. When you do that good one, it's like, oh, that's it. It just clicks. Mm. And that feels the bar felt amazing. Lighter. Yeah. And just doing that movement, everything just clicks. So that kind of euphoria that you get after doing that is amazing. And um, you feel good about yourself, right? Like you, you, do. Feel yeah, you feel strong and strong. able. Yes, you yeah. feel strong. Um, and whilst I haven't, I wouldn't say I've necessarily gained a load of mass, I just feel stronger for doing it. And with that comes feeling healthier, right? Because mm. you feel more in control of you, your body. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And my kind of balance has improved. I'm not falling over as much. Maybe that's why my trainers aren't as dirty. Mm-hmm. I'm not, yeah, I'm kind of, everything's kind of talking to each other. The muscles talk to each other more than they do. Then when you go to these classes, you're, you're kind of leaping around and you're doing one up, which is great. But when you do strength training, your whole body is working as one. And it all needs to be kind of in sync with each other and yeah. there's certain muscles that need to be fired at the exact right time and things like that. So that is great for me because if be you know, being quite a clumsy person, my whole body has to sync together mm. and perform that lift. And when you do it and you do it right, that feels amazing. So I definitely sell the kind of yeah, like this couldn't this you you'll love this. But it's so hard because if somebody had have said that to me, like Come to the gym, come in the gym with me and weight train. You'll love it. I'll be like, yeah, no, I won't. Yeah, it's, I'm, it's I, only I, for experience I that, that you then enjoy it. I guess, I guess you kind of hit on a few of the things that I think are necessary. One, proof that it works. Yes. And what does work mean? It doesn't mean getting jacked. It means, no. I'll look at these five women. They all have the body yeah. that I want. Yeah. And they strength train. Oh, maybe there's something in mm. it. So you kind of need a bit of that, mm. probably some kind of. Not one off, yeah. but enough proof that yeah. doing that, doing this training as perhaps your predominant or only mechanism. Because if they're doing that and they're doing other stuff, then you can say, oh, it's that other stuff. Yeah, that's exactly. Oh, it's it because they're running 10 miles a week. Mm. So you can't, you probably need the social proof. Mm-hmm. Um, you probably need to talk about some of those benefits mm. for, for long. You know, some people motivate, motivate just by the aesthetics. Others will think, actually, I want to I want to feel and be healthy. Mm. I want to be able to eat more calories. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, if you put more muscle on, you will. Yeah, yeah. Um, others are more goal-oriented. I know women who, you know, they run, and part of their enjoyment of running is the progress. Like Better in their time. I've got faster. Yeah. I can run further. Uh-huh. You know, I've done, that in a, I've done that mile in a better time. Yeah. I, you know, I've got my Fitbit. I'm tracking all this mm-hmm. stuff. Some people enjoy progress, and... The beauty with strength training, it is it's so progress oriented. Massively. Both yeah. in terms of your ability to do the movement. Yeah. And then what you do, right? So I don't think that same progress exists in class based training so much. No, it no, it certainly doesn't. And Because you, you do... you're just sweating for an hour. Yeah. And you're doing different workouts every time you go. Yeah. So it's not focused on this time better than next last time and and there's not one to one review no. of are oh, no, you no, no, as no. an individual getting better no most definitely not and sometimes if you're kind of tired or something and the instructor in body pumps going go a little bit heavier like nah i don't want to mm. I, don't, I don't want to like you're not going to come around and tell me to do it so i'm not gonna <laughs> like, okay yeah i've gone heavier you just don't do it um and are they and you are, need are these that instructors overload. piecing together i'm making you do all of this work for specifically to achieve your goal mm. And I know if you do these things, you're going to look like that. Mm. There's a there's 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 the big there's this big lie across the industry that you know you can get the body you want quickly, and oh, you can get your yeah. body pretty much doing anything 
mm. that you throw it. And the reality is you've got to use the oh. right tool mm. at the right time for the right duration mm. to achieve the specific goals that you might have right here, right mm. now. And strength training is a very valuable tool, not the only, but a very valuable tool yeah. that quite often gets people from either being skinny fat or not having the right curves mm. in the right places to now starting to define that shape that mm. most women find attractive. But does class-based training, you know, connect activity to outcome? I'm not quite sure it does, other than the fact we're gonna help we're gonna help you burn calories. Yeah. But also I think it's a bit of a a misconception as well, because if you go to a class and the instructor looks amazing, there's a good chance. I, maybe I should start asking. There's a good chance that she's strength training. Yeah. She's not just teaching yeah. these classes. She's strength training as well. Because they know. Because they, they make their know. money through the classes. Of course. And then in their free time, they're in that gym and they're deadlifting and they're squatting and they're lunging. And yeah. so you kind of go, I don't know whether there's a, a, a bit you of a know misconception. Tra- personal trainers that do that. Right? Oh, absolutely. Of course. That, they I, do their classes. They do but their they classes, but then go, they do their strength yeah. training because that's where they're getting their results. Yeah. So I think there's a bit of a an issue where you would perhaps, if you weren't in the know, are you looking at that trainer and going, cool, she's teaching me this, therefore she's doing it. I've just got to keep doing it and then I'm going to look like her. No, she's strength training. She's in the gym. She's lifting. And I'm, I'm, not, trying, I'm not trying to shit all over class-based training or fun. people's motivation to do yeah. them because I'd much rather hear that someone's now found a hobby. Absolutely. A hobby that they enjoy that has all these benefits. Like, you know, there's a lot of bad habits people can form. Going to the gym really should never be one of them. No. However, some people can take something good and make it bad or make it less good, Mm. right? We know people that have got the bug of fitness and they've pushed it to extremes where... It made me. You have to question why are you so on it? Yeah. Uh, you know, so so there might be some obsessive you know, the, personality, perhaps as well. No, but you, you yeah. might be getting you might be getting some emotional benefit. Yeah. But I know you have a body goal, and you're probably not achieving it because okay. your body hasn't changed in the last year. Uh-huh. And you're working harder and harder and harder. Mm. And hey, at some point you have to address the idea of fatigue. And mm. are you going all out too much? How much rest and recovery are you actually doing mm. to actually? balance out the work you're demanding of your body and by Mm. the way the work you're doing might be less effective you Mm. might be able to put the same amount of hours or more importantly less and create more change in your body and i wonder if that kind of conversation especially to the people that have been on that treadmill of training for a year two years three years and whilst they're relatively happy the shape they want it just seems to be unattainable. Yeah. They don't seem to be making any progress because mm. their body's adapted to what mm-hmm. they're throwing at it. Mm. What about if you, you almost kind of need to say, like, politely, you, you've wasted the last year. Yeah, nobody wants to hear like, that. You've, they wa- do you've wasted yeah. the last year, but we can correct that. Yeah. If you want to do the next three years of going from five sessions a week to 10 sessions a week, because that's your dial of mm. change is doing more. Mm. How about we get you out of that, mm. you know, kind of, downward spiral of beating your body into the ground yeah and we more intelligently focus on getting you what you want where you can enjoy both enjoy the process and be more efficient so you can have a life outside of going to the gym it definitely needs to be put out there as well that like your body adapts don't don't 
think that it doesn't like oh, if you if you does. run and you run and you run like yeah you lose weight and oh this is cool then it's but if you keep doing it your body's gonna go okay cool this is not whilst it's ch- challenging for my heart i'm not going to change my body composition because you're doing this to me so, I've, and there's I now still know a what... misconception that yeah. you know the more you put in the more you're going to get out and it kind of doesn't work like that because if you do a class for a year you're going to start to adapt and just go, eh, your body's going to go, okay, cool, we're doing Well, you've again. been there, right? Of course I have. I've been there with hit classes and go, hmm. I like the initial impact was amazing. This is amazing. This is so yeah. cool. And then But those benefits don't last forever. They don't last forever, yeah. unfortunately. It'd be amazing if they did, but they don't. And you need and to And how, you need how to much progress can you make in a 20-minute slot mm. in terms of pushing your body in new ways yeah. to develop further change yeah. it, i mean 20 minute yeah. slot of it's, hit is a 20 minute def- slot of hit yeah and it definitely has its place and it's great that even if it's where you start like fine you get moving and if that can then get you into strength training amazing i wouldn't amazing. i wouldn't drop doing hit or class-based no, training absolutely. if you enjoy it yeah it's no, a great absolutely. calorie burn yeah it gets great cv exercise mm. and you get the social side mm. and all that but it's 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 a tool that probably needs to be blended in with exactly. strength training so you yeah. can take your body to the next level. But it's level. getting that message out there, isn't it? Yeah, do all that. Do do whatever you want. But please strength train as well. It's so important. So I don't know if you've given me a convincing answer no, that because... we can now go and kind of push out to the world. But I think <laughs> I think what you're saying, they're they're real concerns, they're real points that both pull people towards what they currently do and pull people away from or push people away from strength training through mm. fear, uncertainty, doubt, misconceptions, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah. What would you, let's get back to the personal trainers. Okay. Right. So what would have been your, or what is your assumption of personal trainers? Now, now you know some Ooh, now, okay, so it's yeah. kind of take that away. Like uh, all the right. fact you know Bryn and you okay. know some other personal yeah, yeah. trainers. Okay. What would have been your generalized assumption personal trainer okay so previously having not known many or any to be honest i would have thought it was very much you call like you pay somebody to shout at you really you pay somebody Mr. To, Motivator. yeah you pay somebody to put you through your paces and tell you that you're not doing it right or that you need to go heavier or kind of give me five more that for me as a person switches me off 100% because you know, living with me, you tell me to do something and I don't do it because I don't want to be told what to do. I'll do it if there's a sound reason behind it, but don't just shout at me to give me you five more because I'm not going to do it. Mm. So that was my kind of assumption of what a personal trainer would be. And I remember having a personal training session once when I joined a gym years and years ago, they gave you one free. So you join the gym and you get a free PT session. I'm like, okay, fine, I'll do that. And this guy basically just put me on the treadmill for 10 minutes. So he said, like, just run or walk, whatever you can, whilst he kind of stood back on his phone or doing whatever or chatting to his mate. And then once I'd done that, he kind of went, right, okay, now we'll go over to the bike to cycle for five minutes. I'm like, what the hell is this? That was a really bad experience. This is, your, he, this is the value you're bringing me. This is the value you're bringing me. You're telling me to go around to each machine, like then take me to the hip adductors, right, you know, let's put that on a really lightweight, um, give me 20 of those. Uh, okay. There, I didn't get the value. It was almost like, uh, yeah, I understand what you're saying. You, you kind of made this assumption that personal trainers were just basically gym 
orientation people. Yeah. Like, let me show you the, the equipment. Basically, yeah. Because let me that's give you an induction. What it was, right? it Whereas was. personal training is so much more Massively than, more. Here's the equipment in the gym. So that was definitely my assumption. Either someone's going to try and shout at me and tell me what to do, or somebody's just going to point at things, not really be interested in me either. Yeah. Like, that's a big thing for me. Bryn is interested in me. Mm. And that's huge for me because I didn't think that was the case with majority of personal trainers I, in my head i just thought someone that's just going to shout at me why would i pay you to shout at me so, so let's let's keep putting you know let's keep plugging away at this what, okay you know continue to describe that P, yeah, pt from hell ah. so what 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 would completely turn you off so we're talking about okay so uh, someone who just pointed at machines and <laughs> yeah. isn't demonstrating any care mm. someone who just thinks their value is to continue to ask you to do more mm. What else? What else would turn you off if you had to think about someone helping you? I'm, and and this is beyond personal training. It's anyone that is trying to educate and yeah. coach you in any aspect of your life. Yeah. But what are those kind of qualities that would turn you off? All as right, a woman? should I do like a PT from heaven, PT from hell thing? Let's start with a PT from hell. Go on. Then. All right, so PT from hell for me would be somebody like I said who is screaming and shouting at me. That's not going to fly. That doesn't work with my personality mm. at all. Um, I wouldn't want somebody who's so rigid in their way of thinking either. Like understand me as a person. Like we're all individuals. Yeah. Our mechanics, our anatomy is all massively different. And yeah. if you're looking at me and expecting me to squat like you, but my you know, my anatomy is not made up the same as you, it's not gonna work. Understand understand me basically. Mm -hmm. So somebody who doesn't understand me, someone who doesn't care either, like okay, cool, you're giving me like 30, 40, 50 quid an hour, whatever. But you don't actually care. They're in it for the money they're and their the career. Money. They're not yeah. in it for you. You're yeah, just another one. Would, uh, just, just another, another one Yeah, just another coaching. 50 quid or whatever. Yeah. That would really okay. irritate me, yeah, knowing no, that yeah. somebody doesn't care as to what they're doing. Um, and you mentioned dog, dogmatism, right? So being rigid in... Rigid in... I, there's one way you're going to get fit. Yeah. There's one way you're going to look good. There's yeah, one way you're exactly. going to lift. It, and, and it's kind of my way or the highway expectation Absolutely. if you don't then you shit yeah and yeah. somebody who tries to perhaps train you in the way that they've trained as well so or i'm a power lifter i do power lifting or i'm a bodybuilder i do bodybuilding therefore you need to do this mm. no because i don't want what you've got i don't want to be a power lifter i don't want to be a bodybuilder meet me at my level yeah and understand where i'm at and probably one of the big things as well which i uh, which i feel um, probably happens a lot is this quick fix. Like, sign up with me. Give me give me three months of your time. Your body's going to change. I'm going to change. No. <laughs> three months is like nothing. That's a blink of an eye. In terms of strength training, in terms of changing your body, three months is a blink of an eye. That's going to do very little. Unless you put in the massive hours. And then again, like, even, do you want to do that? Even still, there's you, you, you bang on. There is such... The reality is every... every person in fitness that has a vocation in fitness knows how long it takes yeah, to change your body to change your body to the point that you're satisfied yes with every aspect of it yeah. well you know this, pro this is probably never going to happen because everyone wants a little everyone's bit more striving for perfection but, that doesn't exist but, but yeah there's 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 a threshold where you go from mm -mm. not being yeah liking your body to going hey, it's good i just want it better yeah but to even to get to that threshold bloody hard takes it's not mm. five weeks or mm. ten weeks. Mm. 
it's years. Yeah. Like, you know, there's some people that we follow on Instagram who have got um, extreme, uh, you know, not necessarily attractive to any, everyone, but you look at their body and you go, yeah, it's near on perfection, right? In terms yeah. of what they've built. Mm-hmm. These people have been training for 18 yeah, years and they will show crazy. you like year one, <gasps> year three, year five, year 10, year 18. Crazy. I'm like, that took a really, really long time. Now, I'm not saying it's going to take everyone 20 years to get in no, body, but no. it's not going to take you three weeks. No. And unfortunately, PTs or people selling online programs or generally people trying to push a diet or anything mm. that's transformational they give you this idea that in nine weeks, you're you're going to have the body of your dreams. Mm. No, in nine weeks, at best, I'm going to give you the tools mm. and the education, and we're going to make some good progress towards shifting some weight and getting you functional yeah. and adding getting a little bit of newbie gains muscle. Yeah. Yes. And you're going to feel motivated and mm-hmm. excited that you know what to do, you've seen some results, and you're on your way. Mm. But you now have to go and fish for yourself yeah. for the next two or three years exactly. with commitment, yeah. with that level of commitment and an expectation that you did in the nine weeks. Yeah. You have to carry that on another couple of years mm. and you're probably then going to get to that body which is 80 to 90% mm. what you want. But if you if you follow through, that's not a sexy message. No, it's it's not. not the quick fix. But it's, it's not the silver bullet. But that's what people, people want, the quick fix. Mm. What we need personal trainers to do is have that honesty of get you really excited about what you're going to buy from them, but understand you're investing in change Mm. and we're going to see change in this first 30 to 90 days. And I'm going to enable you to continue to create change, but you're not going to get what you want in three months. And I wish PTs would be comfortable to say that. Being honest, yeah. Like you're going to need me for the next year or if you're not going to need me, you're going to need me for the first three months and then you're going to need to carry on for the next two years. Yeah. But it, but I, I, I would like that. Yeah. Because that's honest. It's like I'm not, I'm not going to sell you and have a bullshit program or have a bullshit promise that I know you know you don't believe in. Mm. But we're both hoping. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Stop the hope. Yeah. Let's so get that's real. one of my issues. Honesty. Like, don't come to me and tell me you're going to change my body in 12 weeks yeah. because it's not bloody going to happen. Luckily with Bryn, I, I remember the first session I had with him. and He it never was, overpromised no, anything. No, he was, we were kind of talking, what do you want? Where do you want, I said gains, but, you know, where do you want to look better? This, that, and the other. He was like, okay, so just so you know, before I write up programs, and what you're saying is probably like two, three years. And I went, okay. Did and he say they, that? Yeah. That's, that's great that he, he said did. That. First yeah. session, he was like, okay, based on where you are and what you want, you you know, you're probably talking two years. Because I don't eat in a calorie surplus. So this is going to take a long time for me to even put on a tiny bit of muscle. Yeah. I don't do that. So he was outright honest and with me. And he said to you, can't... you're going to have to stop your running. And exactly. you're going to have to start strength stop training. Stop your cardio. Which is a big deal for you, Massively. right? Massively. Stop yeah. your running. Do this strength training. Do it like four times a week initially when I was. Do it four times a week. Two to, two to three years. And I can't, I'm not going to sit here and lie. I kind of went, oh, shit. Really? Really? Like two to three years? Oh, balls. That's a long time. It's already been 18 months. I'm halfway there. <laughs> but but yeah, luckily he didn't kind of sell it to me as this, you know, magic potion. Like, just do it for 12 weeks and you're going to look amazing. So dishonesty or over-promising, over-promising is something yeah, that, that would really get, turn you yeah, off. Yeah, you're just going to get let down, The problem is right? a lot of people are going to get bought into that mm. because the sales pitch is what people want to hear. Yeah. I want to look great in six weeks' time because I've got a holiday. Yeah. So what, you can make me look yeah. great? 
Let's do it. Yeah. Or no. But they know it's not true. Mm. They know it's not true. Mm. Yet people will buy into it. If that message could be very similar but different, mm. which is, I'm going to get you the body of your dreams. I'm going to enable you to get there. And the next and six, the weeks, six weeks uh, will is be, be amazing. Fantastic. Yeah, exactly. But it's not going to be not your lifelong. end state. No, exactly. What so, else is there in terms of like uh, negative qualities? I. I want to understand personally. I'm not a particularly curious person, but I want to understand why I'm doing something. Why why am I doing this, Scott? Why? What am I working? What is it helping improve? What muscles are getting used here? Like, give me some confidence that you know mm. the terminology at least. Show me that you've, you know, got to the highest PT level you can. Show, prove that to me. You know, tell me why. But you want to have depth I want to of ha- knowledge. Exactly, I want to have depth of knowledge. I want to have that past. You don't want to geek out. You just want no. to know that it's there when you need it. Exactly, and yeah. also explain to me. Right, so going back to Bryn, because obviously that's my prime example. Bryn, this is hurting when I'm doing this. What am I doing wrong? Oh, okay, that's because you're tight here, or this is not functioning, or your ankle mobility sucks. I need a why, and if you don't give that to me, just tell me to go squat. Well, it's hurting me. It's hurting me. Why, why am I going to do it? Why would I then carry on? So somebody who doesn't understand mechanics and anatomy of your body. An injury it, or tightness. Injury or, and yeah. having having to the need to have time off as well. Like Bryn, first of all, when he did my first program, he was like, well, well, we'll do this for like six weeks and then you have a deload week. I'm like, what does that mean? You basically kind of work out, but less amount and this, that, and the other. Oh, okay. I, why? Because you help in recovery. It's those kind of things mm. that you need. If a personal trainer was going to go, right, for the next 12 weeks, we're going to hit it hard, your body's going to hate you. Like, yeah. it's going to look quite cool. It's going to it's going to start you off on that road, but it's going to hate you because you're going to be in the, a calorie the, the, the problem deficit is you, and working out. You now know, you would know now, you now would know <laughs> what to look for yes. in terms of trying to assess someone's relative commitment to their profession. Commitments of course, yeah. Like, do you really know what you're doing or do you just know that people, you know, some people may be prescribing the right things because mm-hmm. they're jumping on the bandwagon and it's like, oh, you got to do the big compound yeah, lifts yeah, yeah. and, you know, roughly know what they look like. Yeah. But if they don't know why or how to correct them, how to improve them, how, how to rehab you out of injury, mm. how to motivate you in your way, mm. um, how to explain the importance of sleep and recovery. Yeah. Hey, I don't Food I don't choices, want you to see me everything. next week. Like having the integrity to say yes. you should not see me next week because Yeah, you you're need on the a deload week. Yeah, yeah. No, it's massively. those kind of things that you would be able to assess now. But yeah. Probably when you first get started as someone listening, they're probably not looking for those cues. No. So that depth of knowledge is perhaps hard to yeah. assess. So kind of, of you turn know. your try and turn your spider senses on a little bit and kind of be like Hmm, what? Be a little bit cynical. If somebody's telling you they can change your body in twelve weeks, go really? Well, it hasn't, cha- it hasn't changed. Bullshit. Yeah, it hasn't changed in the last year that I've been running. So why would it suddenly change in twelve weeks? Look out for the bullshit, like you say, and make sure that somebody kno- the knows of their answers. Their, yeah. yeah, knows their stuff. Like for me, for example, going to Bruno, going, Look, I'm like really quite bendy. Oh, okay, cool. So you're hypermobile. Let's work on this. You're not. You're never going to be like a powerlifter because my joints are not strong enough. I mean. Could be maybe if I wanted to, but you've got that, disadvantage. Yeah, even though you've got an advantage in many other ways, being fl- oh yeah, very I'm flexible. disadvantage in terms disadvantage of strength training. Of strength yeah. training yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. But he understood that, and he's like, okay, let's adapt it to 
what works for you. Yeah. And that, that straight perfect. away you get this comfort that exactly. he knows what's I get what the doing. confidence. Yeah. I get the confidence of, and to be honest, it was actually Bryn that spotted this hypermobility thing. I didn't even know. It, was, it wasn't something that I ever kind of knew. It's like, oh, why do your elbows do that? Most why people you... can't do that. Yeah. Why, why <laughs> yeah. are your shoulders doing that? I'm like, uh, I don't know. Yeah. So yeah, something like that is, is amazing. And then you get that confidence to go, oh, wow, you actually do know what you're talking about. And that, for me, if somebody's pretending to be an expert, that switches me right off. Yeah, like, no, don't, I hear you. Don't pretend. Like, I know why. I know what you should do, but I don't know why. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah. okay, it's to good, you can tell me what. Yeah. But unless you know why, and that's, that's probably, where the value is. That's my massive thing. Yeah. That's my number one thing. Yeah. I'm not, like you say, I don't want to geek out on it, but I want to know why am I doing something. And please understand, if I can't do that for whatever reason, you just telling me to do it isn't going to work. Adapt it for me because my biomechanics mm. is not the same as yours. And I think what I'm hearing from you is that you know you're looking for some education. You're not just yeah. looking for a rep counter. No, absolutely. So you're, lo you're looking to be enabled, and enablement is not just the physical practice of doing exercise and moving no. weight around. It's the knowledge that needs to come with it. Exactly. So you know a basic amount about nutrition. Yeah. You know basic amount about rest and recovery. Yeah. You know how to do these movements. You know why these movements mm. are important. You know how to adapt your workout to get different results. Mm. You know how to work on weaknesses. Mm. You know, it's knowledge acquisition, really. And mm. you're hoping that you find someone who can both motivate you, yeah. hold you accountable, and provide you this knowledge that enables you to yeah. do it for yourself. I don't want so I wouldn't want somebody to know everything and not tell me as well. Do you know what I mean? Like knowledge is power. Uh, okay. And I think people who some people want some to hold people on to love their, stuff, their yeah. power. So, right, okay, but if I tell you why then you don't need me anymore. You, yeah, that, well, like, our sessions are going to dry out. Our sessions are going to dry yeah, out. The yeah, money's yeah. going to dry up. So like, why would I tell you? Just keep doing what I'm doing. If you're a good personal trainer, you're going to get enough clients. 100%. You shouldn't expect to have perpetual clients that are going to continue to give you full, you know, 80 it, quid a week exactly. for the rest of their lives. Absolutely. Expect, yeah. I, I think a personal trainer should look at an individual and say, I'm probably going to get a weekly fee out of them for the next three months. And it's probably then going to drop down to once a fortnight for the next three months. Mm -hmm. And then for the remaining six months of that year, maybe I see them once a month. Mm. And then we catch up once a month as and when they need yeah. it. Like you should expect that decline yeah. in fees because you're enabling that person yeah. to not need you. Yeah. That's really you doing your job properly. Absolutely. Isn't it? And not, not being a charlatan. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I totally agree with that. Yeah. So, yeah, that's my, that's my about, pity from hell. What about ego, though? So oh, for yeah. me, I, I didn't think I, about that. Yeah, that's a good I point. I think the thing that would turn me off, especially, and I'm trying to reflect if if I was a female. For for guys, I can. For guys, I think you can operate a little bit more transactionally because guys are a bit more transactional with one another. Generally, yeah. there's less touchy feely, carey, comfort. Yeah, yeah, needed. definitely. Yeah. I just need to know what, how. Mm. And when to change mm. and give me enough information. Now, if you care for me, even better still, but it's not necessarily super important. No. I need to know what, how, and and ideally your body needs to be the body I want. And then you yeah. just give me the prescription. Whereas I think this idea of care, like doing things for the for the good of the other person, genuinely starting off before you be a personal trainer you are someone who cares about people yes that foundational characteristic has got to be quality there. Mm. i think for women is even more important mm. because you're coming from vulnerability 
you know, you don't know a lot, mm. you know, this is an uncomfortable world that you're moving into. Mm-hmm. Knowing that this person genuinely can meet you where you are and care deeply about yeah. you feeling more confident and comfortable and capable is great. And then yeah. if unfortunately someone doesn't have that oriented around themselves and not you, you can't train them to care. No, if someone doesn't no, if they're not have a care. Yeah. Care in person. Care, then, if they yeah. don't have care in personality, mm. it's always going to be a struggle for them to mm. demonstrate real, mm. genuine, I care for you. Yeah. And then when you blend that with ego and you blend that with it's all about me mm. and I want to look good and I want to be the authority in the room mm. and you yeah, listen it's, to it's me. It's not going to work, is it? And, you know, this is about me. Is it Your success is really my success. Like of as course. a PT, like if, if that's what they think, like, Look How is this going to look for look me? Look what I was able to yeah. do for Michelle. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not, it shouldn't be about you. It's like, look how amazing Michelle did in those three months. Yeah. I was just there to help her out. Yeah. That tone Gave is completely tools, massively different. different. Yeah. So what do you think about ego and kind of self-centered? Yeah, I think, I think a lot of PTs perhaps have got a bit of a bad reputation as well because there is obviously a lot of ego out there. There is a lot of PTs with ego because they have got the bodies and they have got the this and Not they have got the knowledge. Have, Not all of them have. No, no, no. But they, re- I, I probably feel like they do get a bit of a bad rap um, based on their kind of, you know, a bit like estate agents, that kind of thing. Like, oh, PT, yeah, okay. And it's such an easy industry to get into. Oh, massively. It really is. Yeah. It, like, you can take you like got, an online course if, and for, yeah. If, if you haven't got a career in any other direction, and you're reasonably active, you could yeah, go spend the brand and, yeah. you know, take a bunch of BPC, yeah. relatively easy courses yeah. and you can go train people to exercise. Yeah, absolutely. And you can start low and just do class classroom yeah. training and then you can move to personal yeah, training. Yeah, you but definitely it, can. It's a low barrier to entry. Yeah, it is. Which means that you get lots and lots and lots, lots of, people of people thinking in they the could market. be millionaires yeah. being personal trainers yeah. and realise they and can't. And you get lots of lots of PTs out there because yeah like you say it's not like a kind of doctor or lawyer or something like that like you haven't got to go to uni for this shit it's you know it is relatively straightforward um but yeah the ego and the idea of competition would turn me right off as well you're right like somebody flexing their muscles in the mirror whilst I'm meant to be whilst they're meant to be watching me I'd be like what that would be horrible wouldn't that be awful that would be horrible But, but I just think like when I say ego I'm talking about What's your orientation? Yes, I know. Are you oriented yeah. around For yourself me or, or me. the person you're training? Exactly. When you're there, are you there to genuinely help me? Yeah. Or is this another 40 quid and you want to flex your ego? Mm. You want to show me how much you know mm. and make me feel inferior? Yeah, I would like that. I think there's a lot of people that without realizing they, they want to help but they're not a helpful person yeah, perhaps. by design. Yeah. They don't actually want to help you. Yeah. They just want to, they want to be better. And perhaps they want the power as well. Like, Do you know I what I mean? More I think there, you. There, are, yeah. there are, and there's people that we know that have that orientation. Yeah. And I, I, I would hope, I'd wish that PTs or any industry, you've got to have the right personality and, have, and character profile yeah. to do certain jobs. Like, yeah. I don't you know, can't being, be a nurse a, if you hate people. Samaritan, yeah, yeah. Like if you're being a Samaritan and you're on a helpline, I'm sure they go through some psychoanalysis to mm. make sure. Like, are you someone who gives a shit? Yeah. <laughs> because if you don't, you're going to be in the wrong fucking the job. Yeah. And I think PTs—they're not Samaritans, but their focus is very much on the person there who's coming with problems, mm. aches, pains, yeah. life issues, things they're yeah, dealing absolutely. with, insecurities, vulnerabilities. Yeah, yeah, 
massively. You need to unpack that. Yeah, and you need to understand them and meet the person. It sounds really cheesy. Meet the person where they're at. Like, understand them. Talk to me at my level. Don't dumb things down for me because I'm not stupid, but talk to me at my level. Help me understand understand why we're doing things and don't yeah like you said don't have that kind of ego about you're this top dog and i'm kind of down here this lowly person who doesn't know anything because that's just gonna make you feel like shit so i'm sure there are some really great pts out there absolutely Um, we have one i I, I think yeah it it would be easy to hear this and think we're tarring um the industry with the same brush and believe that most of it's either corrupt or ineffective um I don't believe that for no, a second. No, God, no, no, no. I just think it's quite hard for individuals to identify the good from yeah. the average or the yes. good from the bad. Yeah. The bad are going to be pretty obvious, I think. Yeah. The average are the the majority. Probably. And then the good ones are going to be quite hard the to... The good s- ones are going to be booked up as well. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to be easy to book in. Yeah, That's they're going to be point. like, oh, man, I haven't got a slot for, the, you know, however long. You could imply from listening, babe, that people will know what your definition of... The, a great PT is because you just reverse the things you yeah, said. Yeah, pretty but much, yes. If you wanted to bullet them out, like, just hit me with, like, now describe okay. the CV right. or the personality all right. that's got it all for you. Okay. And hopefully other novice women that want to try and get into something so that's quite scary. A good PT for me is somebody that understands my goals and my needs and my body type and my body shape and where I hold my fat and where I'm not strong. Underst- understand me, come to me with with knowledge as well because knowledge is you know i I need that to understand why i'm doing something you're not going to motivate me if you just say just do it it's not going to work um i want somebody who's technically minded as well like okay that's not working for you let's mix it up who's got the repertoire to go Mm. oh you can't do that my back squats are shocking I've got another shocking. 10 different things I can exactly. give you. That so, can right, give let's do front squats or let's yeah. do split leg squats or let's do lunges. Let's get that muscle working that you want to get mu- muscle working. Like, let's get the gains where you want them. That's a good point. But you could, okay, your body doesn't like doing that exercise. Let's mix it up. Let's change it. Somebody who's always, not always thinking about you because that would be weird as a PT, but somebody that when you're in that session, you are their sole focus. They're not looking at their phone. They're mm. not thinking about what they've got to go and do next. They've got you for that hour. And you're basically with them and they are sole, their sole focus is on you. That's what you need. You'll see that through good questions. Exactly. And active listening. Yeah, absolutely. And then giving you good answers. Like if, yeah. if, if you get that trifecta of they're listening, they're asking thoughtful questions, they yeah. care about what's coming back. Yeah. And they're giving, you know, well-considered answers. That demonstrates that they actually they're passionate about mm. their job and they care about you. And they understand it. So I, I went to Bryn a little while ago and I said, oh, my, my hip's kind of really clicking when I'm doing a certain motion. My hip's constantly clicking. He's like, right, okay. Put me into like, that, got me to do like three different exercises, which to the to the kind of layman would look completely unrelated. But he got me doing these three separate things on the floor, standing up, do this, do that. Right, okay. I think I know where your problem is. Yay. Awesome. Do this to correct it. Awesome. Now I'm fixed. It's like... Is it is it better? It's a lot better. Yes, okay. So much better because he's identified the problem that I was having and not going just... You wouldn't right know that through. by yourself. I wouldn't have a bloody clue. Yeah. I wouldn't have a clue. And that's yeah. something for Dr. Google. If I go clicking hip on Dr. Google, they're going to go, oh my God, you've got like this disease. Or Do you know what I mean? I had, so I had a really painful knee for about nine months. Yeah. I couldn't squat. Every time I tried, it kept hurting. Yeah. And... I'm thinking I need surgery yeah. and I need my cartilage like, you know, Flushed out syringed and stuff. out mm. and stuff like that. Turns out my knees are very healthy. I just was doing the exercise exactly. wrong and inflaming it's the tendon. It's crazy, isn't so, it? So strengthen, 
mm-hmm. deal with flexibility, mm-hmm. think about range of motion, mm. do these five or six things mm. and really be purposeful with your movement. Bang. Now yeah. it doesn't hurt. Now yeah, I'm lifting no. heavier than ever before. It is crazy, And there's no it? pain. Like, what the fuck? And it's almost a little bit like, it's like kind of witch doctor here. Like, <laughs> what are you doing to me? So if so someone can do that, that would be incredible. Yeah, yeah, I love that side of things. Like, you've healed me kind of thing. Love that. Um, so, yes, yeah, so to have that flexibility. Um, somebody who's kind of going to check on in on you. And I don't mean sending me a text every day, are you in the gym? Are you in the gym? Yeah. I just do you think, catch, well, what's their motivation? Yeah, catch up with me once in yeah. a while. Like, how are you going? I, I know you were struggling with the back squats. Like, how's that coming on? Or is there anything you need? Or do you need anything from me? Or I found, I, I saw this video on YouTube, somebody who's got what really you've cool. got. That would Here be you really go. Cool. That would be amazing. Yeah. I'd be like, oh, wow. Right, there's somebody who's struggling with hip mobility, like, watch this person, they've got a really good hip opener or something like that. You'd go, cool, you care. You're actually thinking about mm. me and not yourself solely. And What about like custom programming? Yeah, custom program is is huge for me. I've, like I just if someone presume, just gives you a template oh, if you every give me time. A, yeah, and if yeah. you go online and download, I mean, you can go online, online and download any kind of, you know, program. Is it going to work for you? Is it going to work for your mechanics? Is it some? Is it an exercise that you've even done before? Do you but need if to you be say you don't ropes? want to do these things, yeah, I do is that, that person willing that a lot. to adjust yeah. their view of perfect <laughs> because it doesn't work for yes. you? Do something maybe less perfect or different. Exactly. Have they got both the repertoire and the willingness uh, yeah. to flex to exactly. your needs? And that's yeah. something that I've obviously brought to our personal training before, like, I don't get me doing those because I hate them. And if I don't like doing an exercise, like he didn't know I hated it. He put it in. I was like, I really don't like those. So like, no, I'm not going to do them. Mm. Oh, man. Okay, fine. There's, he, he, there's he wasn't no bruised. No. He wasn't like, oh, my God. Like, one, she's not going to get any exactly. benefit. And two, you know, I'm less of a personal trainer because Absolutely. she's not doing what I think exactly. is Exactly. And, and, I, and I had that comfort and that relationship to go to him and go, I really don't like those. Can we substitute those out because i'm not going to do them because if i'm not enjoying something i'm not going to do it so we switched that out he's found me something else i'm like cool loving those having that yeah that repertoire of okay cool i've i think you've hit some really good points you got anything probably my last one would be going on the flip side of that uh, pt from hell it's the long-term results right be honest with me tell me that if you're looking at me now where i want to get to i want this or i want that right that's two to three years of work cool I either sign up for that or I don't. But don't bullshit me and tell me that I'm going to look like a bikini babe in two weeks because it's not going to happen. So, yeah, someone who's understanding that this is going to take a long time. And you're always changing. You're constantly changing. Your body adapts to certain things. Your body gets stronger at certain things. Just, yeah, having that. So here's a couple of little kind of side questions off of this. One, male or female, does it matter? Oh, for me personally, it would be male. Sorry. Oh, really? Yeah. Wouldn't you want a female mm. that, like, you know, she goes through her cycle once a month. She has to deal with, like, you know, the female anatomy. You know, she has to deal with the fact that muscle doesn't grow on women no. as fast as men. Would, would, is that no. not some kind of No, that wouldn't. No, I don't think so. For me, I would go for a male PT over a female, personally. And what's the reason for that? Um... I don't know. Maybe I'm is there, a bit, is there a, maybe is there a, a kind bit, of sexist bias Maybe there, there is. Maybe yeah. there is a little bit. I don't know. Also, I don't know whether I would... I say like this PT, if say there was a female PT and she's like in amazing shape, I kind of don't want to feel inferior like stand next to her like, oh God, uh, I look okay. like a sack of that's, shit next to you. That's interesting. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I wouldn't want to feel like there's that competition. I wouldn't feel a bit like of ego I'm, bruising, maybe. Yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe there would be. I don't know that if there would be, but I wouldn't want to... But if you found like a, a female version of Bryn... Like, 
would you still in your mind still think you're going to have a better relationship or get more out no, of I don't a, think so. a man? No, I don't think so. And I quite like the fact that he's a male as well because like, we don't do the chit-chatting as okay. much. So we have a little yeah, chit-chat. Yeah, yeah. I would imagine if I... If I started to get along with my PT really well, and I get along with Brynn great, but if I it was a female, I'd be like, oh, should we do coffee after? No, like, let's keep That's this working relationship as so, a working so, relationship. Okay, so I don't want it to turn into a friend So thing. you don't? You no. wouldn't want a PT no, I wouldn't want a PT who's a friend, no. Like, they can be a friend in terms of, like, you know, catching up every now and then, stuff like that, but texting each other, like, what are you doing at the weekend? No, I don't... I, wouldn't want that relationship because it okay. needs to be a working relationship for me. And I think it gets I would, diluted. Of course. And I think I would fall okay. into a friendship more with a woman of similar yeah. age and things like yeah. that than I would with a guy. So okay. that would be so a, you're keeping a, it more professional more to get professional more value to, out of it. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Which you could absolutely do with a female that's not You could. No. No. <laughs> but you're you're making assumptions that Yeah. That and I know I'm quite chatty and but Brin, Brin you, sometimes is like, all right, just like But the benefit of a female uh, having some, you know, unique similarities to you, that wouldn't, that's not a big draw for you. That's not a big draw for me, no, okay. no at all. And also, I'm kind of comfortable enough to go to Bryn. Like, he's like, how did you do your weight last week? Oh, I was like on my period. I, could, I didn't even come into the gym, Bryn. Like, his, there's no judgment from him. He's not going, what? You didn't go in the gym? I'm like, no, I couldn't be asked. I really didn't want to. Okay. There's not that kind of like, yes, I don't feel that there's anything that I can't really say to him. I what, suppose a, what, that's about what, I'm their, what about their physique? Is that is that important to you? So so if it's not a female now, I guess a, a guy's physique is is less relevant to you. But still, yeah. physique of an individual mm. like surely if they walk around and they're ten stone overweight, <laughs> that's probably well, yeah, going to have an impact. Of course. Yes, yes, and no. I mean, yes, it would if, it, if somebody's got to be in relatively good shape. One hundred percent. Have they got to have a, an amazing body? Well, no, because I haven't. So who am I to judge? So, no, I don't think they need to have an amazing body to be a PT. You don't think they should be a product of their wisdom? Uh, not necessarily. Okay. No, not massively. It would. Would it help? I don't know. I don't know because perhaps if they did have that, then they would for a guy have more ego. I think it's more. Yeah. Like because yeah. we're the, we're guys, right? You know. Yeah. What you want, what I want, is what probably you want, and. If yeah. you've got it, then yeah, but, then I just have to follow your yeah, formula. But a guy for me, which would be my preference, if Brim was PT, three, three times as big, that wouldn't change anything. I wouldn't for change you. my opinion. Actually, might him, make you feel a little bit maybe more intimidated. Yeah, okay. and perhaps more ego, and therefore, is he actually in it for me? So physique so, is not important, but they've got no, to be in no. shape. In shape, and I think knowledge, knowledge—it's all knowledge for me. It's what's in the brain. And yeah, but if if someone came in who clearly <laughs> had no self-control. Yeah. And was ten stone over, yeah. You know, but I mean, like yeah, yeah. as in their nutrition. Yes. So maybe they're working out, but their nutrition's out yeah. of whack, and they look unhealthy. Yeah, and they're, they're ten stone overweight. Would that not get in the way? Yeah, it would. So get in the way for me. Yeah, no, it would. It would definitely. But I so don't. You can't practice what that. you don't preach. No, I don't think that's the case. But then, likewise, you can go to a lot of doctors that are overweight now. They know that they shouldn't be. Or you see doctors standing outside the surgery smoking. They know they shouldn't be doing that, but they're they doing still have it. The knowledge. So. They know, but they don't do They've it. Got, there's a lot of industries. But there's like a difference that. between knowing uh, academically and knowing through practice. Yes, I want someone who doesn't hasn't just read the textbook. No, and know that these things should work. They've proven that it should work. So here's the the, the next question. So physique for you is less relevant. Yeah. What about proof through others? 
So, like, you know, when you go on all the, when you go on Instagram, oh, like transformation photos, you know, when you go on Instagram mm-hmm. and, and, you know, people's websites, they love a fucking transformation. transformation. Mm. Here's before and afterwards. Yeah. Do they do anything for you? Not or do you massively. are you cynical when you look at those? Yeah, one, it probably wasn't nine weeks. Yeah. Two, the lighting's completely yeah. different. Three, they're smiling yeah. when they were looking. You can see, yeah, you miserable. can see their shoulders hunched up. Like, right, okay, they're sucking in their belly. I'm, but but I'm does a, it make a difference? Do you no. want to know that? Like, no. Bryn's got ten other women no. that he's got into the best shape, the shape that you want for you to feel. Actually, you know what you're doing. That's the proof no. that you've got the knowledge. No, maybe I should have asked that. But like, yeah, give me the photos. <laughs> no, that's never that's never something that would have crossed my mind. I'm quite a cynical person as well, which actually I think helps in my favour. Yes, because every you are. T- I'm really cynical. As soon as someone does something, you like assume that, people yeah. are lying. Yeah, yeah, or they're being mistrusted. Yeah, yeah, massively. And I, I'm quite. I say I'm quite good judge of character. I think I am. And I think when you meet the right person, you just know. So this right, idea of testimonials. Mm, what duh. about testimony? So the, the the bland transformation pictures. You saying no? Doesn't no? Do it doesn't for you. interest me. What about if they had a testimonial from someone you don't know, but a a heartfelt testimonial with yeah. some pictures to say this person done X Y Z for me. They're a great person. They worked me through these problems. Yeah. And look, my body's changed, and I'm on a path. Yeah. Like would would if someone gave you a, a, a two page brochure with their first consultation and said, mm. this is just a little bit about me and mm. here's someone I that helped. Might be quite, yeah. Would that have helped? Yeah, perhaps. Perhaps, but I still don't, I still maintain that I don't think it would have changed my opinion of them because if they gave me that testimonial but I didn't like that person, yeah. it doesn't matter. You can give me whatever you want, but I have to work with you. But the testimonial is just that added... It would be an added... Security yeah. that... Uh, another yeah. way to... Um, qualify yes whether they're effective but you're saying it's not the most important block no there's these other rocks that yeah. I need to make sure in, are secure and mm-hmm. I'm happy with mm-hmm. and that's just the the cherry on the top mm. or the proof that what my Proof's assumptions are yeah. are correct yeah exactly but for okay. me it's going to be somebody that I can get along with and yeah. who's somebody who doesn't have ego and someone that I can connect with and will is willing to explain to me why I'm doing the things I'm doing and realistic and I think and set my exactly but they've got to be they've got to be realistic around how hard you can push yeah. how heavy you can lift yeah. the and I also think and this is a you know testament to Bryn he you know we were having a conversation about how a, he can be disappointed a lot of times with the progress that his clients are making and unfortunately, he wear you know as a PT, you I wear that. If, that's like, me. if you can't transform every, everyone, <laughs> yeah. Like, how much of it is you? Yes. Like, yeah. You know, am I being ineffective? Am yeah. I unable to connect with that person at the level that is helping them show up because they're lying to me or they're not doing it? Or I can see they're not putting in the effort mm. because I can see their body's not changing. Mm. They're clearly not doing the mm. right things, even though I've told them what to do. Yeah, that and must I've been be very really annoying. And you keep coming back every week, willingly paying me. 40 quid a week yeah and you're doing nothing yeah that must be like, really annoying i know i would i'd feel the need to like fire people after a period of time <laughs> if they don't get it but testament to Bryn, once when he's able to see and acknowledge that he's someone's not a wizard, trying to yeah right he hasn't able to correct everyone mm. because some people are on a journey that's going to take longer mm. maybe someone needs to engage with a PT for a year before the penny drops like mm. properly drops for them mm. something in their life has changed or they've heard something in a way which now has made perfect sense and now there's the willingness the motivation to put in hard work 
in the in the gym in the kitchen and do the right things yeah so I, I kind of feel that a PT needs to encourage the fastest possible result but they have to accept they have they, there's there's patience because some people are complicated yeah some people have got shit that's got nothing to do with the gym no it's in or their head. nutrition mm-hmm. they've got some going on at home mm-hmm. that's creating stress mm. that continues to have them not focus on what they're saying is an important goal, yet they're yeah. not doing it. But yeah, it can't like, be that What's important going if you're not on doing in their it. life? Yeah. yeah. That's outside of the gym. And being able to meet that person where that they are, isn't it? Yeah. And be, have patience. Absolutely. Because, end of the day, right? PTs aren't psychologists. No. You're not spending your PT session talking for an hour. No. Albeit, I think there needs to be more of that. Yes. I think spending 40 quid a, you know, a week. And having every other week where you're not actually training at all, mm. you're just working through it's questions that you've got, and them trying to understand you yeah. better, is going to help you. Yeah. But most people think, okay, I want to sweat, and I want to do reps, and I, yeah. I, I want to have a workout. I'm spending mm. 40 quid. Let me at least have a fucking workout. Yeah. I think there needs to be more of that. But if if the PT's comfortable to say, I'm not going to, ta- I'm going to take your money, but I'm taking your money to better understand you and answer your questions yeah. as well as train you. But the reality is you might get a five-minute conversation. The rest of it's a workout. So mm. how much can that person understand of you mm. in that five, ten minutes? Yeah. So you're going to need to accept there's, there's, pe- there's a patient game mm. as a PT because mm. you're going to get to know that person through time. Yeah. And I, I hear of all these – I hear of PTs, like, you know, when I listen to podcasts and stuff, that have developed friendships where they go to people's weddings or they're mm. their best mates or, you know, that they're, you know, the godfather of yeah, their kids. Yeah, yeah. Because that – relationship if it continues for a long enough time and the pt's good they're asking questions that they're going to dig deep into your life Mm. because they're trying to understand your motivation your vulnerabilities your weaknesses your demons and trying to get you to do the right thing Mm. so as a result you might form a friendship Mm. do you know what i mean but Mm. that patience piece is important i've certainly spent sessions with brim where i thought we were going to come in and do a workout and then i've gone oh do you know what this is hurting and we spent the rest of the session kind of not kind of rehabbing, kind of rehabbing. You feel that was a waste of money? No, not at all, because that helps me come back the next week stronger. Right, that's not hurting anymore. And if it does flare up, I know what to do now. So, yeah, that's my heaven and hell. I think that's great. That's great. I think <laughs> it's helpful. It. I hope so. Are you anything yeah. else you wanted to cover off? Are you good? Oh, I don't think so. No. Yeah. Yay, Bryn. <laughs> Yay, Bryn. And this wasn't, it sounds no, like... It does a bit, doesn't it? Like it's been an hour and a half advert for, for Bryn. No, it really wasn't no, that. No, it but wasn't. He is, he is a good, he is a good Bloody person. Good PT. And mm. he's a good PT. He and is. he really cares about developing his craft. Yes. And helping people. Yes. And that comes through so convincingly and so genuinely that he is, whilst not a person poster child in every aspect, like, for example, for me, he doesn't have the physique that inspires me, mm. um, but he has the flexibility and he understands me and he's willing to build a program that I know I want. Exactly. And we're bouncing off each other mm. and I think he does a lot of things mm. right. It's all about the relationship, isn't it? It is. So, yeah. All righty. A um, couple of things I just wanted to close on. Okay. Um, you are helping out with Adaptation. You've done a few bits that I think uh, if people like this discussion – they would like to listen to, for example, the podcast we done on cooking from scratch. Yes. There was a couple of episodes before. Yeah. You can find that on iTunes. Um, you wrote a, a blog with similar detail. I did, yeah. Which is on the adaptation.io yep. website. 
Um, you also wrote a piece on the menstrual cycle and training through that and the, the changes in your body and yeah. strength and that. Mm-hmm. I thought it was great. Again, on our website. Um, and look, if you guys want to hear more from Michelle and us and generally don't want to miss anything, and if you go to adaptnation.io, right at the top, there's a newsletter email subscription and you'll get something from us every Sunday, basically filling you, um, keeping you up to date with everything we've done the prior week. So check that out if you need it. Cool. Adaptation, guys, is all about helping and providing you with the tools and expert knowledge to improve and optimize your strength, health and mindset. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and we'll speak to you soon. Bye. Bye. If you enjoy this show, please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. It really helps. And of course, recommend us to any friends or family who you think might also enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. This is Adapt Nation.